With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. I bring you greetings from the great country of Accra, great uh, country of Ghana, city Accra, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him, there is none other. We thank God for this another day, another opportunity to worship the true and living God uh, in spirit and in truth. Um, The Lord was dealing with me a little earlier uh, today uh, and placed something on my heart to share with you all. I trust it's going to be a blessing uh, to each one under the sound of my voice. I was uh, communing with the Lord a little earlier out of the book of Acts chapter 10 and verse 16. Acts chapter 10 verse 16 um, where the apostle Peter was on a roof praying and he had become hungry. God let down a sheet from heaven concerning containing all kinds of uh, animals that Peter was instructed to kill and eat. Peter continued to refuse to follow the Lord's instruction to get up Peter, kill and eat. And this is where we are when Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 16 kicks off. The Bible says this happened three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Once again, Acts chapter 10, verse 16, the Bible says this happened three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. We want to. Uh, talk a little bit today from a theme, expiration date on your blessings. Expiration date on your blessings. Praise the living God. We're going to pray now, children of God, and then we're going to get right down into God's word. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for this another day, another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. You have blessed us, Father, in ways that we cannot fathom, in ways we cannot comprehend. 
We give you all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as we search your holy scriptures this evening, you will give us revelation that will inspire us, that will encourage us, that will rebuke us, that will point us in the right direction, Father, that we may not miss out on the good, pleasing, and perfect gifts that you have in store for us. Father, once again, forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, which we have all grievously committed against you in one way or another. And we ask, Father, that you will continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake, that we may become exactly what you have destined us to become, that we may do exactly what you have destined us to do, and that your name, which is above all other names, will gain all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count these things done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. An expiration date on our blessings. Praise the living God. We see here once again, the great apostle Peter, uh, great man of God, did a great work for the kingdom, uh, had a powerful anointing, powerful healing gifts, powerful uh, instruction to the early saints. He was great man of God, make no mistake about it. But he was also a man with flaws, a man with preconceived ideas, a man that uh, whose opinion and impression had to be changed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on not one, but a number of occasions. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? You know, sometimes Peter could be a little stubborn. And I want to encourage you out there under the sound of my voice because uh, all of us can be a little stubborn at times. And I'm here to announce to somebody this evening that God has not given up on us because we are a little stubborn at times, because we don't always move when he says move, when we, because we don't always do when he says do. I want to let you to know under the sound of my voice that even though you... you you may not have done exactly what God wanted, when God wanted, how God wanted, and as long as God wanted, there is still hope for you. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we see here Peter, this great servant of God, who has just about to move from one dispensation to another. In other words, Peter was a part of those saints who were moving out of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and they were moving into the New Testament, the New Covenant. Now, for those of you under the sound of my voice, any of you under the sound of my voice, you know that moving is a stressful event. I don't care whether you are moving from one city to right across town or you are moving 
from one house to the house next door. Moving is a stressful event. Moving in the spirit is a stressful event. Moving from the old covenant, from Judaism into the New Testament or the new covenant, it was a stressful event. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That in moving in the natural or moving in the spiritual, it's not always a smooth process. Uh, moving from childhood into adolescence is not always a smooth process. Moving from uh, adolescence to adulthood is not always a smooth process. Oftentimes there are bumps and bruises along the way in the natural and in the spiritual. We, some of the saints at the Christian Center, we were moving some items from one store in our town out to the Christian Center. When we got to the Christian Center, we found out that we had broken some of the, one of the a set of mugs that we had, a nice set of mugs that we had just purchased. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Keep in mind that moving can be stressful. Moving is stressful in the natural and in the spiritual. Here is Peter. God is calling for Peter to move in the spiritual from a lower level of reasoning and understanding and comprehension of the things of God to a higher level of reasoning, understanding, and comprehension of the things of God. And Peter resists it. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Well, each one of us from time to time, time are resisting the move of God. God wants to take us higher. We're saying, no, let me stay lower. God wants to show us more. We are saying, no, I just want to see less. God is calling for us to give more. We are saying, no, Lord, we're going to give. We're going to stay right where we are. Peter, just like the rest of us in Christianity, had to let go of himself in order to grab a hold of the next move of God. And I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, and that includes me because I'm under the sound of my voice. We must let go of self in order to grab the new move of God. We must let go of what we think. We must let go sometimes of what grandma and grandpa and them said. We must let go of, of how things were done long, long time ago. We, sometimes we have to let go of the traditions of men. We have to let go of the customs of men in order to grab hold of the next move of God. I hope somebody is being blessed this afternoon. The Bible says in verse 9, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter on the roof to pray. Now, it's very important. Peter was a praying man. He was a man that knew the importance of prayer. Now, I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice and, and let you to know that prayer is not just you and I going to God with a long laundry list of what we want him to do, but rather prayer is a, is a mutual communication between us and our creator. It means that we talk some and he talks back some. It means that he shares some things with us and we share some things with him. It is a it is a communication, a mutual communication. Peter, as you will see, when during Peter's prayer, 
there was a mutual communication. The only problem was that what Peter was communicating back to the Lord was not what he needed to be communicating in order to get his prayers answered. You say, Apostle, you saying something to me? Yes. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, what you saying back to God is what's keeping your prayers from being answered. Mm-hmm. Some of us in the body of Christ, when we are in prayer, when God is talking to us and we are talking to God because some of us are not talking back to God the way we should be, our prayers don't get answered. Because some of us are not talking back to God what he wants to hear, our, some of our needs are going unfulfilled. Because some of us are not talking back to God what he wants to hear, promotion is being held back. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, get in the habit of talking to God like he like to hear. Yes, yes, yes. God said there are things that I like to hear when I'm talking to you. God said there's a way I like for you to respond. There's a way I like for to, to hear back from you when I am talking to you, saith the Lord. Peter went on the roof to pray. The Bible says he became hungry and wanted. He wanted something to eat. You say, Apostle, why is that important? It's important, child of God, for you and I to understand and to keep in mind that everyone has wants. Every creature, everything that God has created, every being that God has created has wants. Wants are a part of our will. They are a part of our human soul. In our human soul, we have three basic functions, our thoughts, our emotions, and our will. What you want, what I want, that is a part of our will. Peter wanted something to eat. Now, you you want to be very careful, child of God, so that we do not confuse our wants with, because sometimes lusts can be a part of our wants. You have two types of wants. You have wants that are God-ordained and, 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 and which are God-ordained desires, and then you have wants that are lusts. God does not want you and I to operate in the lust of the flesh or the wants that we have, the cravings of the sinful man that are a part of our sinful nature. But rather, God wants you and I to operate in our God-ordained desires. These are the desires that God said he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. These are things that we want that God is in agreement with. God says there's no problem for you. God said, look, I'm not calling for you to fast, Peter. So there's no problem with you wanting something to eat. There is no in Peter's wants. Now, if Peter would have been up there wanting to have a homosexual relationship or wanting to have a girlfriend on the side or wanting, then God would say that. And I say, now you have crossed the line into lust. So understand that wants can be God-ordained or wants can be lusts, which are not God-ordained and which are not pleasing to God. He became hungry something to eat. While the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Heightened sense of sensitivity to things of God. A trance is a heightened sense. God was speaking to Peter very clearly. Peter was hearing from God very clearly. Trance is different from just a dream. 
trance is different from just a, a trance. It's a heightened sense of spirituality where God is able to communicate with us in a very, very special place. It's a very, very attentive place in our spirit. Peter fell into a trance, and the Bible says he saw heaven open. So you understand that oftentimes in a trance, you'll see things that you don't normally see. In a trance, oftentimes you'll hear things that you don't normally hear. Oftentimes in a trance, you will experience things that you don't often experience. Peter saw heaven open. And something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill Andy. Sounds simple enough. I'm hungry. Here is a sheet with all kinds of goodies on it, all kinds of animals and four-footed Animals and, and creeping things and, and, and reptiles and birds of the air sounds simple enough. You're hungry, you get up, you kill and eat. But understand, God was doing something extra special. Now, this is important, children of God, because to, to, in understanding the mind of God, sometimes that which is simple, very simple, if we are not very, very careful, we can make it very, very complex. Sometimes very, very simple things. You know, I often think about the game of basketball. Very simple game. Take a round ball, put it into a round hole. Oh, my goodness, how, how simple can it be? Yet you have many coaches, you have many individuals that on all kinds of different levels that have tried to take and have taken a very, very simple game and complicated it to the place where some people don't even like playing it. Not because it, uh, the game itself is not simple, not because you can't be successful at the game in its simplicity, but sometimes individuals complicate things. Sometimes people complicate things. One of the, one of the greatest problems in the church today, hear this with spiritual ears, is men, men and women. You, you got to hear that. One of the greatest, just as men and women can be one of the greatest benefits and one of the greatest blessings in the house of God or in the church, they can be one of the most detrimental things. Why? Because sometimes men and women will try to complicate that which God has made simple. Salvation is very, very simple. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead, and thou shalt be saved. But yet, as simple as it is, men and women will try to complicate it, will try to add to it. Relationship and walk with God is very simple, my brothers and sisters. Hear from God, do what he's saying. That's, that's ultimately it. That's the, that's the whole duty of man. If, you, if you're wondering what the whole duty of man is, you know, in Ecclesiastes, I believe it is, the, 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 uh, Solomon said, here's the whole duty of man. Now all has been said, here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Well, this is the whole duty of man. Salvation, the church, walking with God, all of these are supposed to be very, very simple endeavors. But men and women have come in with their two cents in, which has turned into 20 cents, has turned into 2020, and have complicated the most simple 
of endeavors. Peter had very simple instruction. And one of the beauties about God is from the time God has created us as human beings, he has given us very, very simple instructions. From the very first man that God ever created, God said, you know, of all the trees in the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Simple. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That, that people don't miss, miss heaven because it was too complicated? Mm-mm, mm-mm. People don't miss out on moving with God like they're supposed to and growing with God because the kingdom is too complicated? Uh-uh. People miss out with, on heaven or miss out on the things of God, the blessings of God, or the goodies of God simply because they don't want to do what God has instructed God makes things simple. God makes his salvation simple. God makes giving to the work of the ministry simple. God makes his word simple so that even children can understand. But it is men. It's the rebellion that is inside of us that will kick against the simplicity of God's instruction. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Look at what the Bible says. God gave Peter very simple instruction. Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Now, remember, I shared with you all earlier that Peter was a part of that move from the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, into the New. So for Peter, as an Orthodox Jew, he knew that there were certain dietary restrictions that he dare not go against. And it was, in fact, the right thing to do prior to death, resurrection, and ascension back into heaven and sending the Holy Spirit. In other words, Peter was right on point when the Lord was telling him in Leviticus and certain other Old Testament books that you could, so you couldn't eat that or you don't eat that right there or you don't eat this right Peter was right. But now it's telling him something different. Ah, yes, yeah, so you need to understand that God will tell you and I something different. God reserves the right to tell you and I something different. And this is why religion will mess religion by itself without relationship will get you a one-way ticket to hell. But relationship will have you meeting up with Jesus in there. Relationship will have you raptured up and spending eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You say, Apostle, what's the difference between religion and relationship? Religion will have you doing things the exact same way throughout time, even when God tried to tell you to do something different. You'll keep doing things the old way. You'll keep doing things the old way. But relationship, when you have relationship with God, you'll be sensitive to the changes of God. You'll be sensitive to the changes in his instructions. In other words, God may have said do it like that a long time ago, but now God is saying do it like this. When you have relationship with God, God is able to tell you something different. Here is God. It was the same God that told Peter when they were under the Old Testament law, do not eat certain animals and do not eat certain creeping things and do not eat certain reptiles. But now here is God under the new covenant. Here is God. Now, telling Peter, it's all right. How many of you as parents, sometimes you tell your children, you say, I want some candy. You tell them, uh-uh, it's right before dinner. Say, uh-uh, you can't have no candy. It spoil your appetite. But then maybe after they have eaten their dinner and they, 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 they just want a little snack, you say, all right, here's a piece of candy. Well, look at it. 
Are you a hypocrite? Does that make you a hypocrite? Does that mean that you, you are, are full of inconsistencies because you change? No. It just means that at a different time, you saying a different thing. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Now, I'm listening to you real close. I'm saying to you, my brother and my sister, that at different times, God will say a different thing. And so you need relationship in order to grab that. You need relationship in order to, to move with God like that right there. You say, Apostle, give us another example now because it's it, it, all right. Here's an example. You're not married to your, your fiance on Friday. God tell you, don't have no sex with her. You're not married to her. You marry her on Saturday, have the big ceremony, everybody's sharing and everybody's, everybody's smiling and excited. Now, God tell you, after you said I do, go and have sex with that woman all you want to. God's saying a different thing at a different time. Here is God telling Peter, the same things that I told you you couldn't eat under the old covenant, the same things I was telling you you couldn't, you couldn't eat under the Old Testament, now I'm telling you, it's all right. Get up, Peter. Kill any. But listen at Peter. And this is why some of us miss our blessings. And this is why some of us, our blessings have to expire on. What we say the topic was, and there's an expiration date on your blessing. Surely not, Lord. Peter said, look, Peter said, no, Lord. And those are, those are two words you don't want to try to put together real, real close, like no and Lord. In other words, Peter said, look, I know it's you, Lord. I know that it's Jesus. I know that it's my Savior. I know that it's the Holy Spirit talking to me, but I'm still telling you no. This is very, very dangerous. Peter said, surely not, Lord. Had Peter said, surely not, I don't know if this is the Lord, or surely, surely not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure if this is, that would have been a different thing. Peter knows exactly who he's talking to. Peter knows exactly who he's resisting. Peter knows exactly who he is not, who he is not being led by. Surely not, Lord. Now, see, that's one of the best ways to miss out on your blessings. That's one of the best ways to have God take the blessing right on back to heaven. That's one of the best ways to have God take the job and give it to somebody else. That's one of the best ways to have God take and give the wife to somebody else. You wouldn't handle the blessing like you were supposed to. You wouldn't handle the finances like you were supposed to. You wouldn't handle the good health. You wouldn't handle the, the house, the car, whatever good thing God has given you. You wouldn't handle it like God says. So God said, that's all right, I'll take that. I'll take that right on back. No problem. Surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now, understand something, children of God, and I just want to share this with somebody on the sound of my voice. You can't explain rebellion to God. Peter has already rebelled. Surely not, Lord. Now he wants to try to explain it. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. You and I cannot explain rebellion. We bet we come out better with God just saying, look, Lord, I'm just rebelling. I'm just rebelling in this. I'm just not listening. Lord, I you know, I know you're gonna beat me, I know you're gonna chase me, I know you're gonna take my blessing, I know you're gonna but Lord, I just ain't listening to you in this. We come out better than trying to explain our rebellion because you can't explain rebellion. I can't explain rebellion. Only thing that does is make God even more irritated. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. So now God's saying, look, oh, okay, so now you're calling what I have made clean impure. Now you're saying, I don't know. See, that's what I tell you. The more you try to explain rebellion, the more upset God gets with you. God said, so, so now I don't know what I'm doing. God said, and so now what you're saying is I don't know how to clean up stuff before I give it to you to eat. Is that, that's what you're saying to me, Peter? That, and that's exactly what Peter was 
Lord said, do not call anything impure that I have made clean. The Bible says this happened three times. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, this is your third job. After this, it won't be no more. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, the three times. In other words, there was a set number by God as to how many times Peter was going to get to rebel against this particular blessing. In other words, God said, I ain't going to give you no more now. I ain't going to give you no more chances to keep telling me no. I ain't going to give you no more chances to keep rebelling against some of you all. Are you on the last good job that God's going to give you? Some of you all under the sound of my voice now. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you on the last good health that God's going to let you have. See, they say, you know, the world said the cats have nine lives. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to play with the first eight, and then, and then this have to be trying to deal with the last one. Some of, but Peter had this happened three times. In other words, Peter, there was only a set amount of times that God was going to offer this kind of blessing to you. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, it's the last opportunity you're going, you're going to have to share abundantly with the work of God before God shuts you down completely. Some, some of you. Some of you. This happened three times. Not four. Not five. Not two. Not one. God gave him three times. Even in baseball, you get three strikes. See? You really get two strikes because the third strike, you're out. Peter Peter really had two chances because this third time, the only thing that could have saved him and got him this blessing the third time was to answer God in a way that was pleasing to God. And this happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. My prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, God won't have to take his sheets back. The sheet represents that that God intended to bless you with real good. The sheet represents that that God really wanted to give to you, really wanted you to have. But because you kept being stubborn, because you kept being selfish, because you kept being hard-hearted and stiff-necked, because you wouldn't you and do it like God wanted you to do it, God said, I'm going to have to take this back now. Now you don't have an opportunity to get it. Before you had the opportunity, all you had to do was act right. God said, now you don't even have the opportunity. Lord, help us today. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm praying for someone under the sound of my voice that you will grab hold of your blessings before the expiration date runs out. That's one thing I hate. Buy a gallon of milk or something. Buy a gallon of milk got on the expiration date 15th, and you buy the milk and don't drink it, or you go out of town and leave the milk, and you come back, and the milk has gone beyond the expiration date. Why? What does that mean? That means that all the money... All of the whatever that was invested in that is now wasted because we didn't get to it before the expiration date ran out. My prayer for you again is that you will get your blessings before the expiration date runs out, that you will get that husband, get that wife, get that job, get that career, get that degree, get that breakthrough, get that healing, get eternal life. The Bible even tells us the day you hear my voice, God says, harden not your heart. That is an expiration date. On your blessed feet. A lot of people in the United States running around talking about what God has for me is for me. Yeah, that's very true. But you better understand that there's an expiration date on it. If you don't get it in time or if you don't act like you have some sense, you can miss it. You can lose it. Or the time for that can be over. May God help us and heaven continue to smile on us. Saints, uh, I 
once again, I ask you, uh, for those of you that are led, you can contribute to our ministry by clicking on our donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. Uh, we again bring you greetings from the great country of Accra, Ghana, where soon we'll kick off with our programs, and hopefully you all will be able to join us live and to and to be uh, be blessed along with our the great brothers and sisters of this great country. May God bless each of you, and heaven continue to smile on you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.